Now, energy prices, how we deal with them. How do we get on a tariff? Oh my God, you all know what is going on right now. The market is completely chaotic. And if you try and get a deal, there's pretty much nothing out there. So how can we manage what we're doing? Particularly in the domestic space, but also the lessons that can be learned because we're all consumers. Well, my guest today, I hate to say it, he's a sort of a, a twisted genius. A twist is more appropriate than genius. Uh, he's the brains behind something called the Hugo Energy app. And if you've not downloaded that, go to the App Store and download it. Because Hugo has been shifting the way we look at energy. I've got one in my house. And I'm delighted to say Ben Deasy is here. Cheers, Summit. This is uh, fulfilling one of my last life's ambitions. I thought it would be. I thought it would be. <laughs> Although I, was like, I almost gave up on never being invited, so I know exactly. Like, it's only been going for a year, mate. You, you, you were last on the list, but hey, I, you I finally joined, took one of my hints. I think you joined a prestigious company. Look, um, for people who don't know you, but you, you've been in the energy sector quite a while. Do you want to give a little potted history of how you came up with this app in the first place? Because you came from a business energy background, didn't you? Yeah, that's right. When I was at university, I studied law and I became a lawyer. And I qualified as a lawyer, and that was my career path initially. Um, so somebody said, oh, are you going to be in the energy business? I'd be like, are you kidding me? But yeah, I found I found love being a lawyer, you know, quite boring. So I wanted to do something interesting, <laughs> and I found the energy market. Uh, it's not quite that simple, but I did leave law to set up a procurement business that saved it saved money for companies. And that led actually to me looking at the energy space and the needs of businesses and to set up a company that initially brokered energy contracts for businesses. And um, that started in 2008 and it was called Pulse Business Energy. Yeah. And I exited that business in 2017, but that was my journey into the energy market, uh, which led to Hugo. And and the, the, the thing you were doing, right? So <clears throat> people who are, there's a lot of business audience who understand this, but, you know, for people who don't, energy for business procurement was, I mean, it still is, but it was a, the real way of getting around issues, wasn't it? It's, it's, it was the value that the broker sector provides to, to businesses. Yeah, I mean, there's lots of opinions about energy brokers, but what what I found when I when I got into the space was um, customers struggled with the contract side of it, uh, not only the terms of contracts, but also uh, how to interpret the the costs in a contract. And so quickly we realised that actually, you know, you could you could get five or six quotes, package them up in a user friendly way. Um, for customers, and they would happily pay for that service, um, and and so that, that's how that's how I, I, I started back in uh, 08, 09, uh, You know, just doing that, just doing that um, in a rudimentary way out of an office. Um, but I always felt that you know, what else can we add? What other services can we add to to that this so that when the, the contract renewal came around again um we'd built a relationship that was just not uh, not purely based around procurement yeah not, not uh, a transactional um, relationship yeah it, 
Yeah, um, because I could see that even though that in 09, the marketplace wasn't that saturated, I could see that, that the marketplace would become saturated. And indeed, you know, by a decade later, it was very saturated. Um, and today is even more saturated. So what I could what I could see was, you know, there was uh, no one was really looking at how you could build a relationship with the customer. And one of the interesting things I found was um, that a, a, um, a, a meter operator, which is basically um, somebody who collects the data for a, a customer and gives it to a supplier, they are quite randomly appointed normally, uh, depending on who's the who's who's the legacy data collector for any given half hourly meter. We got approached by a, a data collector and said, "Look." You seem to have quite a lot of cost, half hourly customers, which in the domestic market we call smart meter customers. Um, if you if you allocate us as the data collector, you know, we'll we'll happily give you ten pound a meter. Um, whilst the ten pound wasn't, you know, that uh, necessarily that game changing. What was game changing about one of the things that they said, which was a throwaway remark, was by the way, and you can access their data on an on online portal. And that got me thinking, I was like, well, that's great. Uh, what if we could give the customers that access? And that led us on a journey to build a, a software platform for the customer where everything was uh, loaded onto that one portal so that they could see energy yeah, data yeah all the information yeah 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 um they could see their usage data they could see cost information contract information historical bills because again with with the energy space there was you know probably although the market's totally different now back uh pre pre these crazy wholesale prices customers would move every year or two years uh, whenever their contract ended, the the smarter customers anyway, because that they would only get a better price if they if they if they kept moving on. Problem with that was that the suppliers weren't in a good position, therefore, to give them a software a software platform that they could continually use and access. So we felt that actually we could provide that platform, and what that would create is a, a is that relationship that I was looking for with the customer um yeah and to 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 extrapolate from that from that what you did for business that sort of inspired you to create Hugo for domestic is that right yeah absolutely so one of the key features of um of that platform was access to the data visualization of data usage and that showed me how powerful, um, easy to understand, good quality data was. Um, and when they were smart metering every house, which, you know, for me, smart meters just meant half hourly meters. And, but they were providing a very basic analog uh, device. I felt, well, that device could be the data uh, uh, experience for the customer can be vastly improved. And there's a great bit of kit out there that was invented by Steve Jobs um, called the iPhone. And obviously that, <laughs> that, that, that came into, uh, morphed into Android and Google and everyone building their own smartphones. And 
and pretty much the whole the whole country owning one. Um, for me to think, you know, if you could get that data uh, captured on somebody's phone or put a place on somebody's phone, they're going to engage with it a lot more. And the opportunities, as we've learned, are endless. Um, once you can, once you put data on a mobile phone, I mean, we're, we're there's a lot of talk at the moment about the national grids um, demand yeah. flexibility service. So outside of Octopus, we are one of the only people this winter that can provide uh, that service. So we can message customers, tell them when when they can power down, and then tell them how much they've earned, and then pay them. The app is now pretty popular out on the Play Store, on the App Store, isn't it? Yeah, I mean, I, I, the timing's been obviously with what's been going on in the energy market. The timing's been um, uh, good for an app like Hugo. I mean, it's the, the the energy domestic energy situation, I mean, even the commercial energy situation in the UK is, is an absolute nightmare for for consumers. Um, so consumers are turning to look looking for ways to monitor and manage energy consumption within their home and Hugo is um, a perfect tool to watch what's going on. I, I mean, it, it just by looking at the data on a daily basis, working out when the boiler, you know, my boiler was, was, was firing four times a day recently and um, we managed to change the setting to, for it to come on once a day and I mean, that saved us 70% on our gas bill without without affecting the heating. So I think a lot of people have been able to understand um, elements of energy usage and behavior through um, better, better a tool like Hugo, which can give them um, power over, the, over what, how they're using their energy. I suppose the criticism is that, you know, um... You know, I've got it here and I, I like it because it's got the imagery and if you look at the app, it'll tell you at the bottom, budget, usage, tariffs, tips and all of that. But really, smart meters have been around. The government's trying to push it. And, you know, there are still some reluctance from people to get it, but they are getting out of there. Does it, do you think an app makes a difference? Because this is just the data that's on my smart meter, right? But you look at the smart meter, you see the figure, you don't really get an idea. Why? Why do you think the app is making people think about energy efficiency more because it's the same data isn't it well yeah we're leveraging what one of the best inventions of the 21st century which is which is a smartphone and why do so many things work work better on a on a mobile phone because it's just a perfect invention for everyday use so, so do you think that the, the fact that you're looking at it in your hand in your pocket rather than going to your kitchen or in your in the front room to see the meter it might be tucked away somewhere the, 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 it becomes more relevant is that what you're trying to say 100 percent. you have you have you have hundreds of more opportunities to 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 engage with the data when you're on the train when you're when you've just got a free five uh, when you're sitting in a, in a queue in, in in gp surgery when you're uh during an ad break for for on on tv we're not necessarily in those moments that those free moments we get, we are not going to go to our uh, um, in-home display and start 
scrolling back and forth through the display because it might be in the garage, it might be in, in a corner of the house. But with a mobile phone, it's in your pocket. And whilst you're looking at um, other things on your phone, you might say, oh, let's have a quick look at my Hugo Energy. Also, mobile phones. But will it change? But will it change behaviour? Ben, I can look at it and go, right, fine. Right now, it's telling me what I've got and my usage. But you know, what's it going to do? Is it going to encourage me to go actually flipping neck? Tell the missus to turn that off, or tell the kids to not, not use this. What What are you hoping it does, or what are you seeing it's done doing for for people who are using it? This is a, a wider um, conversation about how much can understanding data um usage affect usage and yeah. and it, it it's it's one of the most powerful things that you can have uh that that is available to us to to reduce usage when gas prices were cheap two pence for gas and 12p for electricity people wouldn't care about uh about their usage because the bill would would even if they reduce their consumption, their bill might um, would still be manageable and still be affordable. But in a cost of living crisis where every penny counts and when electricity and gas prices are, are going up and up, people need that data to say, all right, okay, what can I achieve? How can I impact um, my costs and and keep my keep my costs the same? So the only the only way you can you can do that is first of all, all right. When am I using it? Is there any inefficiency? Um, is what's what am I using when I'm not at home? Why do I need to use that when I'm at home? What what does the uh, using the oven as opposed to the air fryer? Then making certain changes in the house, um, investing in gadgets like air fryers, um, uh, smart plugs. People can then go on that journey to to reduce their their patterns their energy behavior and, and in, in consequence reduce their bill now i get what you're saying is like well you know who really does that you'd be surprised i mean that's what i was trying to say because yeah. that's the holy grail isn't it is that yeah. all this data is out there we all mm -hmm. know right and the question is you know do people do it do i mean people do it yeah i mean i can i can i don't want to give away our <laughs> what we what we we've got a good understanding of who does that but but you 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 would say that you're seeing some change which is the which is the main thing which is do things like hugo and apps like that do they encourage change of behavior so that we use less which is what we've all got to get to you're saying it, they do uh, it, it it certainly does i think i think there's people there's 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 people that wouldn't have changed behavior and wouldn't might not change behavior um, if if they could afford not to. Um, but there's people that have to change behavior in, in order to in order to pay the bills. Then there's a there's a quite a large contingent out there that almost gamify it to that to the and what, what I mean by that is. They want to look at how what they're using, and and they want to challenge themselves to get it down. And uh, if you'd have said to me, Ben, you know that person doesn't that person doesn't exist, I would have agreed with you before before we started getting customers. But now what we are seeing is there are a certain type of customer out there that rather than go on Facebook and and look at you know 
what somebody had for lunch yeah want to actually uh do something that's more productive for themselves and and they want to uh almost um gamify uh, uh and analyze well, like this yeah and look i'm not i'm not a saying peloton that. of energy efficiency i like it yeah yeah I, i'm not saying that out of the 25 million smart meters out there everybody everybody wants to do that and everybody you know um but there are a lot of people that that are really interested and excited by by doing that and um and, and that's what we've found really interesting and and that we feel is um the target audience of hugo and uh, and for future innovations that hugo uh doesn't does in the future because um what we're being asked by those users is really exciting and we think that we can deliver innovations um in hugo to meet the demands of that customer um and it's a customer set that i probably thought didn't exist but um yeah you know, and, quite clearly does um we're, we're almost out of time there's a couple of things i want to cover so there's an extra section here on the app which i thought was quite funny which is called tips now yeah. it's like switch to double glazing cook with the lid on um, you know, reduce water consumption, all of that. Um, and then you can sort of like them and, and stuff like that. Where, where are these tips from? Have you got people, because uh, this one's brilliant, cuddle your pets for warmth. That's got to be your suggestion, for God's sakes. <laughs> uh, no, no, so you should see the ones that I have to filter, that I filter out, that don't, so I these, don't let these come, through. From, these come from your customer, from the user. Yeah, the, the, all the user tips in there are customer, uh, are, are, are created by the customer. And, when we first launched you could create any tip uh, yeah. and then we started to get some racy ones like shower, <laughs> shower with your neighbor uh and I thought, yeah okay i think i think we know where we're going on that one. we're gonna we're, we're gonna have to um start filtering these so now you know we have to we approve them oh, oh hang on no there is a cracking one here which is build your own nuclear reactor i did let um, that one through because i found it quite funny so yeah, well, i could uh, like that one there you go it's got 93 but, likes but, now but that, I, I think my own personal opinion is that um, we let we let, if if they're half sensible, we let them through. Because yeah, but I suppose the thing is that they make it fun, don't they? They they make you. Yeah, I feel it's a boring thing. Yeah, and I think what what I see with other uh, products is that people want to impart their their own um, beliefs and values onto the customer. Yeah, and tell the customer what they should and how they shouldn't be doing, and and I think with energy, that um, that that's not the way to do it. You've got to um, let let people have 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 an opinion, and and using, using that tip section, you can filter and search for your own tips uh, that you like. Um, at, and, and we've now got you know nearly 500 tips in there and it's growing all the time so um we also we'll, this winter we'll do competitions for the most liked tip etc so i think it's a great um function that that we can only improve going forward um right now hugo is just available for domestic customers are you planning something for the business sector would it work because i suppose for SMEs it might work actually because because bigger companies have got much bigger um, issues around multi-sites and things. But for a SME business, maybe that would work. Yeah, it would. I mean, the the, the only reason why I think it, why I'd be interested in it at the moment is 
I've been I've been getting a lot of inquiries from um, places like scout huts and um, and tennis clubs and things like that where it's not really a business it's a it's a it's a community facility and there's no one uh, in charge of it but people you know those people have said to me well if we could get this it would be really useful because it's not a manned premises um, you know seven days a week so we could work out you know remotely what's going on and manage things better so i'd like to do it for them but unfortunately those those types of um, uh, facilities still come under the business uh, as opposed to the smart meter rollout but why i'm it's not a high priority it's something i would really like to do uh, for, for those uh, community facilities but it's yeah it's going to mean me accessing a whole different database so so, so for now it's just it's just great it, yeah yeah and the domestic market is is you know the smart meter market is is huge uh so it's um we've got we've got plenty of work to do or pl uh, plenty of market share to to get within within the smart meter market but certainly if i could find a data provider that could act, allow me to access those types of facilities and give those types of um, organizations something to to manage their energy with that would be good i think they're underserved because the the, the higher the there's lots of great platforms in the business market yeah but those those platforms want to yeah. go after the bigger the bigger users so community facilities are kind of churches things like that they're kind of left left to fend for themselves at the in, a, in a bit of a limbo before yeah. we go, the last question is, I mean, people talk about smart meters, right? And there's been a lot of criticism. I mean, we've done stories on visionetzero.com about, you know, what's going on with smart DCC and the rollout, and it's stagnating. But would you say to people listening, you know, get one? Because the understanding of your energy, from what you're saying, does make people change behaviour. A hundred percent. I think if you're not going to, if you're not going to engage with your data that the the smart network is a is a great idea but it's only as good as as what you can uh, how, how the customer can engage with it so if you if you want to engage with your data uh in a meaningful way then definitely get a smart meter if you're never going to look at it even if it's on an app um then then i understand I, I mean the people that don't want smart meters at the moment are the ones that have uh you know the conspiracy theory um, um, <laughs> section of the public that, that feel yeah. that they're being spied on. Yeah. So, uh, but I think I think genuinely people, especially especially in the current uh, energy market that we we find ourselves in, people are actually queuing up to get smart meters and waiting lists to get smart meters, and I don't think that um, supply is going to sort them quick enough at them to meet demand. Ben. It was it was kind of worth the wait. Let's put that <laughs> now, thank you very much. So um, Ben Deasy there and the uh, Hugo Energy app. Go and check it out. Thanks for joining me on the Net Hero podcast this week, mate. Yeah, pleasure. Thank you so much. And we'll speak to you soon. Great stuff from Ben there. I would really highly recommend using the app because uh, it's quite it's quite fun, and that's a great thing. That's the main thing, which is you know, you have you have to have engagement. If you don't have engagement how will you do things? So uh, check it out, Hugo Energy 
app. Now, um, before I tell you what's going on in the next couple of weeks, a couple of quick things that you may have seen. Obviously, uh, there's plenty going on on both sites, Future Net Zero and Energy Live News. But before I talk about what's coming up in the next couple of weeks, just one quick story that I noticed, which hopefully you'll be able to catch up and read on Energy Live News and futurenetzero.com. Suppliers swapping people, so we're talking about smart meters as we were with Ben, from uh, standard meters to pre-payment meters automatically. And then these people being put in a difficult financial situation. Fin frankly, that's wrong. I know Ofgem has said it's wrong. And if that practice is going on, that's just out of order. In a time when people are really suffering, this sort of practice, you know, using technology this way, cannot be commended in any way. So uh, we'll keep an eye on that. Uh, plenty more uh, from the uh, Drax uh, stuff that was also taking place this week, where Drax was uh, brought in in front of the Bears Committee and challenged about how much carbon dioxide it's emitting, and also the fallout from uh, the final days of COP and the deal for everyone who's rich to pay people who are suffering. Let's see if that all comes to fruition. All of that on futurenetzero.com. Keep subscribing to the podcast. We've hit 14,000 downloads. Thank you so much. Really appreciate it. This will be the last one for a couple of weeks because I'm away for a little break and Rob's very busy with our big events that we've got coming up in Manchester, but we'll be back very soon. Until then, thanks a lot. Keep listening. And remember, Future Net Zero, better business, better planet. You've been listening to the Net Hero podcast with Summit Bose from Future Net Zero. Visit our platform for all things Net Zero. And if you or your business is doing great things on the path to Net Zero and want to be featured on the podcast, email nethero at futurenetzero.com. Follow us on social media. futurenetzero.com. Better business, better planet.